0: And the fact that they are going up against the NFL on that Saturday is something that has the biggest and most powerful sports league in the country more than a little bit irritated.
1: Welcome to the Powers That Be Daily, Puck's podcast focused on the intersection of Wall Street, Washington, Silicon Valley, and Hollywood, and the players who run it all. I'm Peter Hamby. It's Friday, March 1st. Today, I'm joined by John Orend to talk about an array of important stories shaking up the world of sports business. A turf war emerging between the NFL and college football. The question of whether regional sports networks like Bally will hold on to NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball rights, and the scandal of those see-through pants showing up at spring training. We'll discuss all that and much, much more on today's episode of The Powers That Be. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the powers that be. Welcome to March. I'm joined on this Friday by John Orrin, our brilliant sports business correspondent, author of the email, The Varsity, that you should all be reading. John's got some reporting on those regional sports networks where you love to watch your precious local baseball teams. A little bit on the NFL versus uh, the NCAA on college football. But, John, I want to start really quickly with uh, pantsgate, if you don't mind explaining this to our audience. Uh, You know, spring training is underway. The photos of Shohei Otani in a Dodgers uniform came out. Uh, Fans all over the internet were noticing this year, for some reason, all these baseball players and their roster photos, uh, their pants, their white pants, look a little see-through. You wrote a piece about how, you know, fanatics... The company run by Michael Rubin produced uh, the actual uh, gear, uh, but they were designed by Nike. Is this a controversy? Is this a scandal? Uh, Why are the pants see-through?
0: Peter, you called it a pants gate. It's the pants gate uh, that's going (laughs) on right now. Here's the problem is that Nike uh, was contracted by MLB to uh, to, uh, come up with the jerseys. And they designed a jersey this season that is more... Look, I'm not a, I'm not a fashion reporter, but it's more breathable uh, and it's a it's lighter weight, and as a result, it looks cheaper, and that's what the fans noticed. And as the fans noticed that, they also noticed that the pants looked see through. So when the players would tuck in their jersey, you'd actually see them through the pants. Uh, if you talk to MLB or uh, or Nike or Fanatics, which uh, manufactures the jerseys, they say they've had this problem in spring training a lot in terms of the Mm -hmm. see-through pants. Uh, It's not unique to this year, but it (laughs) was magnified this year because the rest of the jerseys look so cheap. So is this a scandal? Is this a big scandal? This is what happens at the beginning of spring training when you have a bunch of reporters on junkets looking for stories to write, and you have a bunch of (laughs) players that are willing to go on record and dish the dirt. And it's it's a perfect spring training story By the middle of this year, the players still will be wearing these cheap-looking uniforms and the the pants still will be somewhat see-through.
1: It's good to know that that sports reporters uh, fill time, just like political (laughs) reporters do when they're bored. Thank you for including, by the way, a photo spread of my Cincinnati Reds in your email in illustrating what Major League Baseball and Nike said, which is, this has happened before, you know, obviously, like, pants look a little different under the... The lights of a photographer. Uh, Nike, according to you, uh, you know, they wanted to make the pants more lightweight and breathable and flexible this year. And and that's why. So social media eruption, much ado about nothing, maybe.
0: Much ado about nothing. The amazing thing about this is that those jerseys that have smaller lettering, uh, smaller logos, uh, and appear to be much cheaper happen to be much more expensive. Are you shocked by that?
1: I'm, I'm not shocked by that. I think that's a version of what Joe Biden calls shrinkflation or something like that. Um, this is probably a bigger story. The You know, Major League Baseball, we love it. The biggest uh, sports enterprise in the United States is obviously the NFL. Um, they are a little miffed uh, at, at college football right now because college football is expanding their playoff format. You know, the BCS is four teams and it has been for a while now. Why is the NFL suddenly mad that college football is stepping on their turf?
0: Well, this has always been a problem with uh, with scheduling NFL games vis-a-vis college games. And the, uh, the NFL likes to work with college football to make sure that they don't have big college games on the same day that they have NFL games. As part of the um, antitrust exemption that the NFL has, they're not allowed to play on Friday uh, Friday nights during the season when high school games are played or Saturdays uh, when college uh, football is played. Mm-hmm. When the college football season ends and then going into December, the NFL is allowed to play on, on those Saturdays, and it does, and so it had one of these Saturdays. Well, the college football playoff is expanding next season, and it is expanding to where one of its early round games falls on an NFL Saturday. And so what has the NFL irritated is that they want to work with the college football playoff in terms of coming up with a schedule so so that most people can see both those games. And the fact that they are going up against the NFL on that Saturday Mm. is something that has the biggest and most powerful sports league in the country more than a little bit irritated.
1: I mean, will college football sort of accommodate and move the game? Will they like throw like a runt like no offense to you, uh, TCU and, and and Washington fans out there, but like like Horned Frogs, Huskies game up, you know, like the the not marquee matchup of the playoff up against the NFL to placate them. Like, well, how does this get resolved? Well,
0: how about the other side of the coin, where the NFL ends up deciding oh, that's the Saturday that we want oh, yeah. the Cowboys to play the uh, the the Chiefs. Uh, it's not going to get resolved. The uh, CFP schedule, the College Football Playoff schedule, is set for that Saturday. Uh, that is an NFL Saturday. They, they, they want to play it there. What I'm going to be looking at when the NFL releases its schedule is how competitive a game they're going to put mm-hmm. on that Saturday. Because typically it's been games for the NFL network. Uh, they don't necessarily draw the biggest audiences.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. Hey, John, I'll take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about how millions of us in this country watch sports uh, in ways that aren't ESPN or streaming. This podcast is proudly supported by Netflix, presenting the new series The Gentleman. Theo James, Kaya Scodelario, and Daniel Ings star in what the playlist calls an entertaining crime comedy filled with style, panache, and laughs. The evening standard raves The Gentleman is peak Guy Ritchie, impossible not to love. Now available only on Netflix. Hey guys, it's Peter. When I'm not recording the pod, let's be honest, I'm probably snacking, I get hungry. But when I can steal some moments during the day, I do like to eat healthy and eating better is easy with factors, delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. And this is big, no cooking required. I recommend the smoothies. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So, what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. These are two minute meals, fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are pancakes i love pancakes more than waffles more than french toast a couple of my favorites so far the red chili chicken tamale bowl and the smoky bacon and cheddar egg bites i love egg bites discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast midday bites and more no prep no mess meals factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping cooking or cleanup needed so sign up and save. Head to factormeals.com slash powers that be fifty and use code powers that be 50 to get 50% off. That's code powers that be50 at factormeals.com slash powers that be fifty to get 50% off. Welcome back to the powers that be everybody. I'm talking sports and sports media with John Orend. John, I was reared in Central Virginia on Raycom Jefferson Pilot College Basketball, you know, you turn turn on Raycom JP and watch like a Georgia Tech Wake Forest game, you know, that typically came over your uh, broadcast slash cable provider, you know, it was on like one of the broadcast networks, that stuff all went away, all the big leagues were kind of consolidated, and, and broadcast rights were distributed across like places like ESPN, as we all know. I have learned lately in recent years both living in LA and watching the Dodgers on Spectrum out here my you know dad watches the Nats on Masson out where you live when I flip on MLB extra innings to watch the Cincinnati Reds you know last season they were on Bali uh you know the angels out here I think we're on Bali I keep learning sometimes about these regional sports networks that I had no idea existed uh, yet you know have a powerful connection in some cases with fans but I also feel like, They're always changing. You have some new reporting on Diamond Sports, which owns Bally. You know, they broadcast like Twins games, uh, Angels. Uh, What's the latest with them?
0: Well, this is what's uh, really interesting about Diamond is that they're in bankruptcy now. And there was a real fear, especially among baseball teams, that uh, that Diamond is going to go belly up and all these teams are going to have to scramble in order to find... Uh, new people to pay for those um, for those local rights. It would, they would have to potentially go to local broadcast channels, or maybe even even stream the games uh, locally. Uh, Diamond Sports, just this week, uh, in bankruptcy court, came to an agreement with the creditors that own all all of the all the shares in in, um, in Diamond Sports. That is a big step in a three-step process to help Diamond come out of uh, out of bankruptcy. They also need to work out uh, long-term deals with the leagues, uh, which means the NBA and NHL. Mm-hmm. And they also need to work out long-term deals with cable companies like Comcast and Charter and uh, DirecTV, a satellite company. And so this first step with the creditors Following on from a couple of uh, weeks ago when when Amazon stepped in to say that it was going to help support uh, Bally's financially in exchange for getting uh, the digital rights to to some of these games. It means that this this, uh, migration towards streaming and local sports, it is happening. It's going to continue to happen, but it appears that it's going to be a little bit slower than people were expecting. And that's good news for NBA teams. For NHL teams, because it, it means that they're going to continue to get revenue from the regional sports networks while trying to build out their uh, direct-to-consumer uh, services as well.
1: So you mentioned the NBA, you mentioned NHL, but you didn't mention Major League Baseball. What, what's happening with those contracts?
0: Yeah, that's that's the big problem. And that's, that's a potential problem for Bally's as well. Mm. Uh, Major League Baseball and Bally's are at odds. They have not been able to come to any sort of agreement. The NBA and the NHL are, are much more willing to work with uh, uh, ballets to, uh, to, to reach an agreement. Major League Baseball feels like Diamond Sports is not going to be in existence in one, two, or three years. And it doesn't want to help prop, uh, prop this up. It wants to get those rights back. Uh, and so they're, uh, they're at a stalemate there. And that, it seems like it's a much longer um, process to get than, uh, than not.
1: You mentioned Amazon stepping into some of this. What does this mean for consumers out there? I mean, is it going to be easier to watch games or is it going to be like, oh, you're blacked out. You can't watch it here unless you pay for cable. Or uh, that stuff still confuses me despite watching sports for 35 years of my life.
0: Yeah, it. it that's a hard question to answer because is it good for consumers? Yes, absolutely. It's great for consumers because you're going to have many more uh, ways to watch your favorite team than ever before, because if especially if direct consumer takes off, the the idea of blackouts are going to go away. So you'll be able to to sort of watch your team wherever you happen to be. Uh, Is it going to be bad for consumers? Yes, it's going to be terrible for consumers because it means that they're going to have to pay a lot more for their games. So it depends on how you want to look at this. Uh, It's going to cost more almost certainly for you to watch your favorite team's games, but you'll be able to watch it much more easily than, than you would have in the past.
1: It feels like another version of shrinkflation, or maybe growflation. I don't even know what that is, um, John. <laughs> we can do this all day. Yeah, I mean we could. I mean it shouldn't. Sports should not make my head hurt. But you know, I text with my brother all the time. He lives <laughs> up in Sacramento, and he can't watch the Commanders. So hard for him because he doesn't want to like pay for all this stuff. It's so expensive, and you can't share passwords anymore. You sure can't. John, thanks for coming on. Hey, Peter, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of The Powers That Be. As a reminder, The Powers That Be is the official podcast of Puck. We'd like to thank Ben Landy, Liz Goff, and Alex Bigler for their editorial and production guidance. If you like what you hear, please share with a friend. It really helps us keep delivering the inside scoop that only Puck can offer. Follow us on Twitter at Puck News. I'm Ben Landy. See you tomorrow. This has been a presentation of Odyssey.